0: To instructions. Touch if you'd like. Welcome, Welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA podcast. Featuring Lou Finnecaro. Boom. A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%, 100% Netflix. Now, it's Fight Weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event, you ready? Bring it Come on. Come on. and he's all about business, Lou Carroll
1: Welcome, Fight Enthusiasts, to UFC 271 Weekend. Oh yeah, they're playing a football game this weekend, but that pales in comparison to the excitement we got with this fight card. Before we dig into anything, the Bout Business Podcast is so flattered to represent that last week at our podcast, we were the recipient of listeners from 12 different countries. I mean, that is so flattering to know not only are you listening to the podcast but it also tells us tells me specifically there's passionate fight fans everywhere where are they well in north america there in the u.s canada costa rica and mexico thank you in Oceania, obviously australia new zealand and europe england austria germany spain some excellent fight countries, Norway, Sweden as well. We're so flattered, thank you so much, pass the word, but tell them, only passionate fight enthusiasts are allowed. Any of our listeners can always get a hold of me, lou at gamblu.com, email, or DM me on Twitter, at gamblu. Listen, what we're doing is running a business here, the Bout Business Podcast is laying the foundation for profit via UFC investment in 2022. Last week, our results: five and two plus 3.28 units, and that's a good week for us. Those thinking they're going to come to the Bout Business Podcast and pay rent and go five and zero each week will find out that it's much more of a grind for this old saddle. If I could go 5-0 and oh every week, I guarantee I would. Through three events this year, we're 10-6. and six, We're up 3.93 units. That's 62.5% win percentage. That won't hold. But the return on investment, 24%, that's a good return and a good start. We've built the foundation. Now let's lay another solid brick on it, knowing that. We're going to get into UFC 271 with round one. (laughs) Round one. Preliminary fight. Brazil versus Russia, basically, Kazakhstan. Douglas Silva de Andrade, the Brazilian, facing Sergei Morozov. It's an interesting concept that Morozov opens 200, moves to 220 in this fight, because as I handicap silva d'andraj body of work who he's been in there with the fact he's got a one inch height advantage one inch reach advantage i think there's tremendous advantage on his side he's four years the older man at 36 and he's going to be in against obviously a russian vice grip wrestler who's got cardio all day can silva andrage navigate into the third round against this unrelenting forward Morozov? And my answer is, I I think so. Silva de Andrade possesses great power. He also can be wild and crazy. And while the power works to our advantage, if he remains somewhat calm and measured in this fight, it will help him because off-balance Brazilians are fodder for vice grip Russian Sambo specialists. In this fight, I think Douglas Silva D'Andrage is mispriced. We're gonna take him plus 185 for one unit. Now today, there will be no reviews. So round one, Silva Deandrage plus 185 for one unit. Now let's move into round two. In round two, lightweight bout that I'm honestly surprised is so far down the prelims as is one of the participants in this fight Brazilian Renato Moicano is going to face Factory X's Alex Hernandez in a fight at 155 that really should be awful awful exciting it's going to be exciting because really Moicano though he has jiu-jitsu skills he's a long angular striker over the course of his career He's taken some wear and tear, I have to say. He's had a long career, and at 32, he probably wears it a little more like a 34-year-old based on the damage he's taken and some of the attrition. If hit on the point, he can go. And that's really a bad matchup for a guy in Hernandez that is really high in explosion. He fights with a chip on his shoulder, especially he feels that he and Moicano should have more appropriate standing within this card he's got great power and he trains at elevation in denver all those reasons give me a really strong feeling that alex hernandez at plus 145 is offering value he's going to have to find a way to get inside moicano work the body push him against the fence and stay in the pocket where he is most effective round two Alex Hernandez plus... 145.
0: This episode of the Bout Business MMA Podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped is the global leader in men's below-the-waist grooming. And now they're delivering the perfect package to your doorstep before Valentine's Day. The Performance Package 4.0 is their best deal yet, and includes the Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer, weed whacker nose and ear trimmer, travel bag, and anti-chafe boxer briefs. Get 20% off your entire order. Plus, free shipping today at manscaped.com. promo code LU 20 support the bout business MMA podcast and get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping at manscaped.com
1: with the promo code LU 20 before we enter round three we're gonna feature a future wager fight night 226 February 26th Makachev against Dariush this Fight priced at FanDuel currently, Makachev minus 390, Dariush plus 310. We'll break down the fight when we do the Bout Business podcast prior to this main event on the 26th. But for right now, Dariush plus 290 or better, that's, we need to attack that like a fumble in the Super Bowl. Because by the time we get closer to the fight, I believe Dariush's respect will start to show. And I think he has to close much closer to 220 to 250. So Dariush, plus 290 or better, that's a take today for the fight night on 226. And here is the start of round three. (laughs) Round three, we're gonna play our typical game with the ladies flyweights 125 roxy modafari an OG competitor in mixed martial arts but she's long she's lanky she's awkward it's like fighting Big Bird in there and she's 39 years old 15 years older than her opponent further Rocky has announced her retirement which always Uh, Can be a little bit of a bad sign on her side tremendous experience Vast experience she's been in with everyone as well as the size the awkward taller lanky switch stance Brazilian jiu-jitsu teacher she is gifted on the ground on the other side of the cage comes a killer in Casey O'Neill O'Neill from Scotland enters the octagon with eight pro fights under her belt. And so while she's a killer, while she's a finisher, while she's athletic, 15 years younger, she's also giving away tremendous experience to Roxy. Roxanne Motifari has completed the most fight minutes in the history of the ladies flyweight division. What am I trying to say? Roxy and her stance and her fight game are awkward and she's durable and very, very tough to get out of there. In this fight, our round three release, Casey O'Neill via decision plus 105. I think this is gonna be one-sided fight, competed mostly standing and in the clinch I think O'Neill wins this fight against a game Roxy, but I don't think she can get her out of there. O'Neal, decision, plus 105. Now let's enter round four and the main card. <laughs> round four. Fire and ice, baby. This is going to be a great fight in the lightweight division. Bobby Green against Heck Hekperest. I'm gonna call him Hakparest. Bobby Green, nine years older, obviously with that age comes a wealth of experience. He's articulate, smart, and he fights with an extremely fluid, evasive movement, defensively and offensively, he's hard to hit, and he carries his arms at his side and brings jabs, crosses, and elbows from every angle in his last fight he KO'd Al Iaquinta and I think there's some recency leaning on Bobby Green from that fight number one Quinta was not the Iaquinta that we knew that fought Khabib that was the Iaquinta that sells real estate in New Jersey number one and number two Bobby Green has a tremendous history of competing like a fiend when he's an underdog fights against Moises and Fiziev, where he lost, he looked fantastic in an underdog role. However, in this fight, Bobby Green's a favorite, and Bobby Green can be one of the most challenging fighters to bet on in the UFC because of his uneven performances. As flashy as he is, as cute, as slick, as controlled as he is, He tends not to work hard enough and emit offense in order to accrue points. I got the feel it's kind of time to fade Bobby Green as a favorite. And he's in against this German kid, Hockperest, who's stepping up big time. In his last two attempts against this caliber fighter, maybe a caliber of fighter a notch above Bobby Green in Dan Hooker and Drew Dober, He lost, but I think those were positive losses for him. This is a foundational bout for Hockperrest. He's got size, and even though he was a little late to the scale, I saw nothing that would make me hesitate in this release of the German Hockperrest against Bobby Green. And here's how we're going to do it. We're going to take Hockperrest plus 125 for a half a unit straight up. Hockparsest via decision, because every Bobby Green fight in, known to man except the last one goes to the decision. Hockparsest decision plus two forty for a half a unit, so Hockparse straight up for a half a unit. Hockparsest via decision for a half a unit. That's round four, and let's move into round five. <laughs> round five is easy; it's a future wager that we made. Three or four weeks ago, and at the time, Jared Cannoneer minus 175 against Derek the Black Beast Lewis. I shouldn't say against, I should say he is the second half of the parlay. At the time, Cannoneer 175, Lewis minus 180, paid 144. And And me and my brilliant knowledge encouraged everybody to take the parlay then because both fighters would be priced much higher by today. Well, sometimes you gotta watch what you say. Cannoneers actually dropped a nickel. Derek Lewis is now minus 190. So the good news is our price has not eroded too much even though the Cannoneer price has dropped a nickel. Today, fighters that wanna take the parlay Cannoneer minus 170 tied to Lewis minus 190 will return 1.42 units. Here's how I see the fights. Derek Brunson is 38 years old, a year older than Cannoneer. Brunson's had a great resurgence in his career. He employs a smothering, unrelenting wrestling style, but his striking can be awkward, though it's improving, and he can be touched on the chin, and his lights go out. His last three fights, Edmund Shabajan, Kevin Holland, Darren Till. Those are not top eight middleweight fighters in the division. Meanwhile, Cannoneer. Cannoneer, a little bit smaller man, but he's the faster man, the more explosive man. They're, they have the same reach. Cannoneer's versed with a switch stance and while many are quick to say that he can't fight wrestlers or doesn't have as many wrestling skills as brunson that's correct but he does work on his grappling and his wrestling and he does have wrestling skill he showed very well against kelvin Gastelum his last match who he really pieced up And gestellum has more than no wrestling skills himself in this fight it's going to come down to how will brunson be able to get a hold of cannoneer and drag him down on cannoneer's part he's going to have to utilize the large cage and that 20 percent of extra room to keep brunson on the outside where he can touch him i feel this is a really excellent opportunity for cannoneer i liked him three weeks ago and as his price goes down i like him today so we're going to stick with the parlay But I'll tell you, and we'll get into this in a couple more rounds, I'm going to need people to watch me on Twitter during these fights. I could see myself, if Brunson continues to be the popular underdog and Cannoneer's price drops a little bit more, we will come back with more Cannoneer in one way, shape, or form. To the co-main event, where to Ivasa fights Derek the Black Beast. Lewis is where we go to complete our parlay using Derek Lewis. This is simply too much, too quick for Taitu Ivasa. Derek Lewis is a legitimate top four, top six heavyweight. Tai to Ivasa has not reached that pinnacle yet. And he's gonna find out that the last thing you want to do against a guy that holds a knockout record for heavyweight fighters in the ufc is take the center of the octagon and stand toe-to-toe with him i think Voss is completely made for derrick lewis and let's not forget this is derrick lewis's second time in houston in a year his last fight in houston against gane he laid a huge egg he was distracted had to to talk to everybody about tickets and interviews and getting haircuts and everything except the fight. And he was disappointed in his performance and wants to redeem himself in Houston. Let's also mention one more thing about Houston. That's the Lone Star State. That's Texas. And Lewis is from Houston. You want to know about home cooking and decisions and some stinky decisions the Athletic Commission in Texas is absolutely the worst of the fifty states when it comes to head scratching decisions, and I'll reference you to Illier Latifi against our own Derek Lewis about three years ago if you want proof. Nonetheless, Derek Lewis, Jared Cannonier, two team parlay, that is round five. Let's move into round six. Round six is our last position of the evening, I think. And we're staying in the same fight. Derek Lewis, Tai Ivasa. And we're gonna to have to go to DraftKings or FanDuel to find this prop. Fight starts round two, minus 110. I really think that based on some of the past performances from these two, there's gonna be a good deal of conservative measure at the start of this fight. I don't think they just go and throw down. And we want to look at the Beast's last few fights. Sure, he took Doukas apart, but it was round three that he got to with Gan, round two with Curtis Blades, even round two with Alexei Oleinik. And it's Tai Ivasa, who in his most recent fights, seems to be the one that's, you know, knocking guys out early. He got rid of Hardy in one and Harry Hunsucker in one. And oh, by the way, who, those guys are cans. At least Augusto Sakai, who is a legitimate top 15 heavyweight. That fight got to 26 seconds left in round two. Long story short. tied to Ivasa, Derek the Black Beast. Lewis starts round two, minus 1,10. And now let's provide one last comment called Last Cuts. Last Cuts. On purpose, I'd left Adesanya Whitaker off. I have strong thoughts about it, but I'm not ready to pull the trigger yet. And I'm not looking for people to follow me on Twitter. But if you want to know what I think, and if I move on this fight, fight night, it'll be via Twitter. It'll have the Bout Business podcast tag to it. So if I play it, It'll come late. It'll come on Twitter and it'll come with the bout business podcast tag along with this fight between William Knight and Grishin. We have to talk just a minute about this. Grishin weighs in for the light heavyweight fight today at 206 pounds over the light heavyweight limit by a pound, which is critical because his opponent, Thick Willie Knight, rolls in and he, granted it was short notice, he weighs in at 218 pounds. Short notice, yes, 218, waited so long to get on the scale, and then shortly thereafter, the UFC announced this fight would be held at heavyweight. Well, Grisham's fought at heavyweight before, and my feelings on Knight missing weight by so much, he's got an injury. Something prevented Knight either too much eating, which I I think the kid's a professional. I'm not going to accuse him of that. I think the short notice and some form of leg injury, cardio injury, something that didn't allow him to exert himself cardiovascularly enough to get even closer in weight than what he did. Now, granted, I think his camp reached out to Grisham sometime before the weigh-ins to smooth this all out. And Grisham takes the fight now at heavyweight. But I am totally tempted to take Grishin here via decision plus 170. Thick Willie, in my opinion, is only going to have a couple of minutes to get off before he runs out of juice, is my opinion. However, I want to watch what happens to this line before I make a commitment. So the last cut today... Watch Gamblu on Twitter, Night of the Fights, to see if anything transpires as far as a formal position on the Grisham fight or on the main event. That's a handful of information today. UFC 271 far will outshine the Super Bowl. That's one man's opinion. I wanna thank everyone that listened. I appreciate your passion. I hope you feel mine. Good luck at the fights, and we'll talk to you next week.
0: Boom. That's it. That is it. Unbelievable. That was insane.
1: You've been locked
0: into Blue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finnecaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind-the-scenes access to the
1: world of MMA.
0: Of all the superlative. Ah! Oh,
1: That hand is ridiculous. Oh, my goodness.
0: Want the best sports betting podcast on the board look no further than greenrollmedia.com each and every weekend Greenroll's covering the nfl college football and mma better than anyone bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in las vegas that's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com, home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network. This episode of the Bout Business MMA podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped is the global leader in men's below-the-waist grooming. And now they're delivering the perfect package to your doorstep before Valentine's Day. The Performance Package 4.0 is their best deal yet and includes the Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer, weed whacker nose and ear trimmer, travel bag, and anti-chafe box. Boxer Briefs. Get 20% off your entire order. Plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code LUE20. Support the Bout Business MMA podcast and get 20% off site-wide. Plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code LUE20.